Oh, you fair, lovely, fantastic, wonderful patrons. This is the first piece of bonus content for you to enjoy. Um, yeah, not a lot to say. This goes with the gray episode 249 of Mikey Pod podcast. And um, just a little background. Well, I guess setup. I'm still trying to figure out, but this will definitely be posted on Patreon and at MikeyPod.com under bonus content. Um, it's all protected. $5 and up patrons get access to this. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, more to come. Let me know what you think of this. It, it feels kind of cool to have this kind of like secret thing that only some people have access to. So let me know if you like it. Let me know if you like these, this kind of questioning I do. And, um, and there's really kind of a funny moment where I realized this one question I asked was kind of a dumb question. So it's sort of funny. <laughs> Uh, listen to me squirm anyway enjoy the content and uh let me know how you like it and i should also throw out i'm totally ripping this idea off from our hen house which i also produce this podcast uh i do the editing each week there's a team of four of us that make it jasmine singer marion sullivan and uh john Frashanti. and uh you should be listening to that podcast too and i feel like i just need to give a big nod saying yeah totally stole this idea even one of the questions i totally stole from uh from a question Marianne asks on, on the bonus content we do for our hen house. So anyway, enjoy my plagiarism. Enjoy this conversation with Gray. So Gray has been kind enough to, to um, do a little side conversation with me just for my patrons on Patreon. Uh, so here we are. Thanks again, Gray, for joining me. No, absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so we already talked about a lot of stuff on the podcast, um, but I had a couple of like, these are like the in-depth, not in-depth, but like, you know, like more like casual things. One of the things I always wonder about with people like fellow vegans, and especially knowing like where you're at with um, with starting your Animal Save chapter and all that kind of stuff, was there anything like when you were a kid or like growing up with, with animals where you felt like you had like a different kind of compassion or perception about them than anyone else did you ever see like i guess little seeds of veganism popping up um i can't say that i noticed anything different i, I mean I, I was a big dog lover i love dogs um but besides that i mean nothing out of the norm that i would say you know uh, that young gray was a, a huge animal lover you know yeah yeah, I think I I love that question because like you like a lot of people and like for the longest time we talked about sanctuaries too. I was I was a little like when I went vegan it was like an animal rights thing, but I was also like I don't really care about animals. I just don't want to like fuck them over. Right. <laughs> but then going yeah. to sanctuaries, I suddenly was like, wait a minute, like these chickens are are cool. So it's funny like right. a lot of people don't have that that like uh, that sort of like big loving <laughs> background. Right. I think um, if you had to choose. Would you, um, and you had to let go of one of them, would it be your your art, your music, or uh, being like a, a vegan activist? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Jeez, bro, that is tough. Like, like, I mean, <clears throat> so you're saying like vegan activist, or I just can't be vegan no more. I had to go back to eating meat. You know, as I was saying that, I was like, oh, that... That like that would be a really hard one to answer because I don't think I could ever go back to eating meat. That's a right, tough one. Right, I was about to say I can't go back to eating meat, but I, you know, if I, I don't know, I'd yeah, be an this for. Yeah, I think I we'll know. change. We'll change midstream. What if we did this? What if, which, if you had to give up one? Um, oh, now this this question makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I think I'm rejecting this question as asked. <laughs> but, but what if you couldn't, if you, uh, yeah, forget it. I'm going to, I'm going to workshop that, that question. Uh, favorite animal you've been going to sanctuaries what is there one like favorite animal and most surprising animal that you like pig man um i met this this pig at the cedar rose sanctuary and it was called uh, her name was abby or aggie a-g-g-y man i fell in love with this pig man um it was a small piglet at the time and and you know, she'll grow to be over 600 pounds, but man, she was just so youthful, just jumping around, rolling in the mud, like just happy to be alive, man. And I just had a new love for for pigs since then, man. We stayed with a uh, a pig named Charlie in Toronto and um, this big old pig in his house, man. And the owner was like, Charlie, sit in the pig sat. And when they said, Charlie, give me a hoof, and then Charlie reached up his hooved the shake the hand man that blew my mind man i said these animals are too smart man like so i just fell in love with the pig man yeah because we're always taught like growing up like that they're just like these stupid machines or something right right like, it's a trip right. like to I, it yeah it i get freaked out <laughs> talking about this yeah. for the longest time i was just like i didn't even think about this stuff um, it's just conditioning of the mind, man, and what they've been telling us to to do. So, you know, you just got to unlearn what, what we've been taught, man. <laughs> That's why I always tell people, man, like, if you're not a big animal lover, cool. If you don't care about the earth, cool. Like, just go, like, you care about yourself, right? Okay, do what's the best for yourself, man. And Because once you do that, everything else is going to come. You're going to be more compassionate for animals. You're going to start worrying about the earth. Because once you see what you're doing, like... So I tell people, look, you don't got to care about none of that, but you care about yourself. So start there, man. Like, and that seed will just grow and you'll just, you know, end up being a fighter for animals and the world, man. Like, I believe that, man. I believe that, you know, veganism changed my heart. It put more love in there, more compassion. It got rid of all the toxins in there. So, you know, I think you'll you be more open to care about something other than yourself. <laughs> yeah. But that, like, it sounds like that was your path, though, too. Like, you had to kind of, like, do it for yourself. And then, right? Yeah. In a way, do you think it was easier to think about about uh, the animal rights aspect of veganism once you weren't participating? You know, like when you're eating meat, it, it was it harder to think about the animals when you were actively like eating of them. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, it was definitely hard to think about animals, even though because. You know, you, we we meet them all the time. People that oh, I love my dog, but I got to eat this hog, like. Yeah, you know, people don't they don't make that connection. We don't make that connection, um, and, you know. They don't try to make that connection in this country as far as like education and and what they tell us is what to eat and all that crazy stuff. But but yeah, man, when I was eating meat, I wasn't thinking about saving animals. You know, I was thinking about my health, and mm -hmm. I did love my dog and I did love my cat. But you know, I may pet a pig or whatever. But you know, I wasn't too deep into it, man. Um, and still not too deep into it now. It's just like, you know, I just, yeah, I'm just more compassionate. I think it's messed up how we do animals. And we talk about world hunger and you got all this food that you feed these, this livestock and that you can be, you know, end world hunger with all these fields and all this food. And that's just, you know, that's the stuff I'm on, man. Like just uh, knowing better and doing better, man. That's yeah. Uh, love it. Last question. Um, 
What's your favorite food to eat in Atlanta? Like a favorite restaurant, favorite dish? All right. Now we can get down to it. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> you, can, you can do more than one if you want. I'm, I'm actually super curious. All right. So my best dish right now, which I'm probably going to eat right after we hang up here, man, is I'm going to go to this Indian spot. It's called Jaiho, right by the house. Love Indian food. Never knew about it before I was vegan, man. But they, I always get alu gobi. And I get the uh, the samosa or the samosas. Mm-hmm. Uh, with some, um, so that's probably what I get. Outside of that, Tassili's raw for any type of raw vegan food. She makes these kale wraps, man. That they may sound boring over the phone, but when you see it in person, it's twenty dollars, and it is huge, man. And it's so flavorful. Couscous, corn, uh, all type of vegetables, and it is awesome, man. I like that um, upbeat. There's another place I go. Uh, if you're ever in Atlanta, check out Upbeat, man. They got these macro bowls off the chain. And uh, but Chef Nick in the mix, man. Whenever she's home, she cooks the best, man. Oh, that's the way to go. Yeah, that's the way to go, man. Uh, yes, sir. Love it. All right. Well, thanks so much for doing this second bonus interview. And that's it. Appreciate it, man.